Hey, everybody, and welcome to the 35mm Colonoscopy Podcast. My name is Spencer, and I'm joined by my good buddy, Gio, who is one of my favorite people on this planet, and my other good buddy, Aaron, who doesn't believe women should be able to vote. Today's podcast is about the end of the tour, 2015 movie starring Jason Segel and Jesse Eisenberg. Uh, dramedy, but mainly more drama than comedy. Um, gentlemen, how are we feeling? How uh, can I say something first? Uh, I I do think women should be able to vote. Want to get that out of the way? <laughs> Nick that in the butt really quick. Oh, I don't know. Uh, we'll, we'll I, I, I well, don't check my Twitter though. Uh, <laughs> listen. <laughs> All right. So anyway, more to do with the movie and less about women's rights. Uh, end of Gosh, the tour. There you have it, folks. Right there. there right. It. <laughs> right there. <laughs> don't cancel. Need me. we say more? <laughs> yeah. All right. The end of the tour. Uh, I thought this was amazing. I like so much. I'm I was such a big fan of this, honestly. Uh, one of the things I I don't particularly like. Uh, what what's what's the actor's name? Jason Segel. Not a huge I, fan. What? Wow, what is, wow. I I I just haven't seen him anything, honestly. Like I, I just hadn't. Hey. I I just hadn't seen him in anything. I, the only thing I knew him from was what was the what was the shitty show he was on. Oh, uh, yeah. There you go. Hi, I met your mother. I met your mother. Yeah. Yeah, classic. Yeah, I yeah. just I that's the only thing I knew him from. So I that that was my only frame of reference for the for like his acting ability. So I was like, okay, garbage. First of all, the man was at the Muppets. All I right, can't stand that not... show, you know. Wait, what was that? The Muppets? Yeah, yeah he, was he was in, in the Muppets, yeah. He was in the kidding. Muppets. Yeah, he was in the Muppets. Uh-huh. Yeah, he was, this man was in Gulliver's Travels, okay? So let's oh, not, with Jack Black? Let's put some respect. Yeah, with Jack Black, oh, the shit. Jack Black's greatest film. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right, that, that's another topic for another episode there. <laughs> anyways, anyways. All right, how did you feel about his acting in this movie? How did I feel about it in the movie? Absolutely outstanding. I, I'm a big uh, Jesse Eisenberg fan, too, uh, as you amazing. both know. Uh, but their chemistry in this was actually amazing. Like, they like they had, like, such a similar, like, vibe. Like, obviously, Jason Segel plays, like, such an intellectual character. Uh, but like, well, like he plays like an intellectual character with like the subtleties of he, basically, uh, Jesse, uh, Jesse Eisenberg's character like calls him out on it. Basically, at the end of the film, he's like, "You're just like yeah. pretending to be like average," and he plays that so well. Yeah, yeah, it, no, it, it's I, so I, perfect. Yeah, no, Jesse Eisenberg in this was was fantastic. I, I I don't know if it was just me, but I feel like Jesse Eisenberg took Jesse Eisenberg to another level in this. If that makes sense, interesting. You know I mean? He was like a little bit. A little bit, he still like he had the awkward stance, uh, but a little bit more douchey. And, yeah, I was gonna say it was more office. arrogant version. Very, very much more arrogant than his usual. Uh, Jesse Eisenberg shyness. Uh, weird, it was his posture seemed a little off. It kind of looked like he had like a hunch almost going through it. Yeah, I don't know if that's his regular his regular stance or anything but yeah. uh, i don't know why i noticed it looked a little, a little awkward but yeah i think i honestly i think J uh jason siegel was uh the highlight of the film for me even though he's like a central character but um definitely yeah i, I, I thought I, he, I thought he absolutely killed this role yeah these are both like great uh performances um i just had a point about jesse eisenberg and i to totally lost my train of thought but Anyway, the, yeah, like, like we said, like the, I think the script really like plays into like their character super well. I feel like they just fell into the roles, you know. Great casting, amazing casting. Jesse Eisenberg. I, I don't know if this is the best thing I've seen him in, but it's definitely up there. Like, I, I mean, obviously the 
what was it the art of self-defense came out last year which i thought he played yeah. really well yeah but, right. uh, i mean i think this is on par with that i mean obviously it's a super different movie like i like that movie better because of the some of the other filmmaking aspects but mm-hmm. uh, another thing i wanted to talk about with this movie is the the I don't know. Did you guys ever feel like the the cinematography or anything was bringing that much more into the scene? Like, there's some like good shots, but I, I didn't really feel like the cinematography was that impressive. Oh yeah, no, no, no. Uh, yeah, I, I, I honestly didn't even notice the cinematography to be honest. Uh, I don't uh, think they were even honestly, trying for there, anything special. There was one point where like I saw something really interesting. Where for most of the movie is they shoot uh f- when they're driving in a car specifically because they drive in a car a lot in this movie. Uh, so what they do is they shoot from the the front shot of the car. Like you see, like either both of them in frame, or like it's focused on one of them. But they're but they're fo- forward facing. But after they get back from the actual tour, um, they shoot it from the back seat of the car, which is the one thing where I was like, oh shit, because they you know after that that's when they have like they're falling out. Is I like think they, right. No, they definitely had a couple shots where they shot it from the back. In yeah, the, in but the, but I just mean like the the parallelism from. Well, I guess I don't know. I, I don't know if I should say it like this, but like you know, like to be uh, perpendicular to the uh-huh. the intro of them driving out was like, oh, this happy like you know these people that are opening up to each other for the first yeah, time, almost. and now yeah. and now they're closed off and they're kind of like they have their backs turned to each other. That was the only like interesting bit of cinematography that I wanted to talk about really. Other than that, yeah, and honestly, no, I don't even know terrible. if that was on purpose. <laughs> yeah, it might, I don't even. I don't even. Know. I feel like they weren't going for really anything with the cinematography in terms of like trying to. I think they were they were shooting pretty straight with it. I don't, I don't I agree, know if yeah. they were. They really were even trying. For, yeah, uh, I mean, too much, for too much other than be like, okay, this is a good setup. Let's yeah, it's one of those those character driven movies where they're like, we have a great script, we have two great actors, we're just gonna. Put them at the front of it. Let them do their thing. Oh yeah, it's on yeah. them. It doesn't need amazing cinematography, you know. It's, it's yeah, not. Yeah. It's not it's necessary. A, yeah. No. Uh, I. I know. I, yeah. No. It was not necessary at all. I, I was surprised that this was a twenty-four film. Actually, I have not. Yeah, I was surprised too. I, had, uh, I saw that. I saw that. Uh, I saw that little like intro thing, and I'm like, oh whoa, whoa. It, it surprised me. I don't know. It surprised me. But yeah, yeah. going back to Jason Siegel though. Uh, what's it called? I thought his. Is like uh, his non-voice uh, or whatever um, vocal acting was was superb. I thought that like dr- drove the entire thing. The little subtle movements that he did, little subtle glances, little like mannerisms, you know. Uh, especially highlighting that scene, the first one where they're just um, God, where they're at the cafe or whatever, and they're like uh, they they're first. He's uh, Jesse Eisenberg first started recording the or putting oh, the diary. Yeah. They're, oh, they're yeah. really uncomfortable. Yeah, they're both glancing at the at the recorder it was just a perfect or, or when he starts talking about his parents like hey can i interview oh, yeah. your parents oh yeah you can just feel the tension oh yeah really, like, and then when he starts hitting on the, his friend and stuff like immediately yeah. enter the room yeah. yeah there's a few of those moments i liked i do i loved it when he's um so no you do not have my permission to do that <laughs> yeah amazing he wasn't asking for his permission but then immediately he was like all right i won't no stop there literal comedy yeah no they had a they had a lot of good um dynamics though which was surprising because apparently uh that first scene where like you see them come out of the where like you see them both meet like uh jesse eisenberg after they after he called them uh, and then he pulls up to his house for the first time uh that was apparently the first time that the two had met like really? actually in real life yeah huh. yeah apparently which that's is, awesome which is, which is funny especially especially seeing their dynamic i mean catching that like the you know 
the the first interaction is like super important to the the story here so yeah i imagine that that actually played like really well into their chemistry or or yeah. Yeah, not maybe not their chemistry but just like the the chemistry that they needed for the film you know yeah no exactly which is crazy because i feel like usually in order to to play the part of awkward you almost have to have good chemistry even beforehand to 100%. like be able to be able to play down to awkwardness but it, it it's funny that the, it worked the opposite here where like they didn't even know it didn't really jesse even know eisenberg just looks like such an awkward guy like it's just so easy for his for any of his <laughs> oh, yeah. characters to just oh, seem yeah. awkward god yeah. it's his bread and butter for sure hundred thousand percent his money maker yeah <laughs> i mean what's maker. what's funny is that you know siegel and eisenberg didn't know each other but jason siegel's good friends with his uh doppelganger michael sarah they're good buddies. really are they good buddies? i know he was in this is the end he uh, was in there yeah. wait was it was he he was in this is the end yes yeah. aaron he when he's in this is the end he's making fun of uh his character on how i met your mother and about how oh, good okay making fun of kind of how dumb that sitcom is wasn't it like the cake joke uh, yeah he's like he's like you know for eight joke. years i just walk in and i have cake on my face and my wife is like the cake and i'm like Oh, and, then, and, then Kevin, and Kevin Hart's like, you ate the cake. He's like, so <laughs> you ate the cake. Like, you know, he, he loves it. <laughs> and he's like dying. He's dying laughing. Uh, I, never, awesome. I honestly never knew what that was referencing to. Like, I knew it was one of his roles, but like, I, I didn't mean, know. who really cares about how I met your mother, honestly? Yeah. Hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. We might have to bleep that one out. Do we? No, I'm keeping that one in. I edit this. I'm keeping it in. All right, guys. Make sure you send send your hate mail to uh, Aaron's house on Bayberry Drive in Chino Hills. Let's not do that. Let's not dox me, Spencer, for the love of God. We'll put the address in the podcast description. Um, There you go. (laughs) Don't worry. I'll bleep that out, but I won't bleep mine. God, let's talk about the script, though. This was a fantastic script. Uh, They they, they played. It's so hard. It's harder than people think to, to write good. Act like real sounding conversations and uh yeah. they, this this movie was just like it, it, i mean a movie is successful if they have one or two of those but this one was like the entire thing from tobacco was just one long good conversation. you know one thing that i kept thinking about or one movie that i kept like wanting to compare to which is kind of a, it's kind of a weird comparison but uh geo i think i think you've seen this but the first before movie uh um... I knew you were gonna say Richard Linklater. Yeah, Richard. I mean, I I know me and Spencer have had multiple conversations about Richard Linklater and uh, Linklater. What is it? I don't know. Linklater. Linklater. I don't know. Whatever. Everyone knows who we're talking about. Uh, But um, uh, but that movie, it's two people meeting for the first time, and like it shows like Mm -hmm. their like just their natural chemistry. And I I kept like drawing comparisons, Zach. I'm like, oh, this is like eerily similar. I mean, obviously it's like very different, but the way that like the characters interact is kind of like. And their similar situation anyway, yeah. is kind of similar. I I, I just yeah. really enjoy that, the aspect mm-hmm. of this film. I think that's what really like worked for me, you know. Yeah, yeah. That little that's what really out. worked for me here. Yeah, no, there, there was a lot of good like um, what's it called? Uh, a lot of good one-liners too. Uh, I thought I, I thought one that was particularly funny was the, the one that said, uh, "It was so much easier having dogs than women." Oh that yeah, was, <laughs> that's a classic. <laughs> that, was, that was comedy. That was, I, I like the one where they dissed Adam Sandler with the Happy Gilmore. That was so mean. I was oh, like, yeah. damn, and Happy Gilmore's Happy one of his Gilmore good movies, dissed. dude. I know. That was, his, that was commonly referred to as his best, if anything. Or, yeah, yeah, well, I, I know he gets his best a, comedy. A, a best comedy. Not, we're not including Uncut Gems here. But, uh, or, or Punch Drunk Love. Or, yeah, no, we're not including his dramas. 
but uh yeah no uh i thought that one that one little subtle thing that when when uh jesse eisenberg's character first mentions the expense account at the gas station and yeah. uh, jason siegel just like runs back to the to the yeah to hilarious the gets, like, a bunch of, it's a running like, joke like it's on what was it what was his boss's it's name on jam it's on jam. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love that. Because they yeah. just joke about it, like, the entire thing. Like, that's, like, something that I would joke about if that was, if I was in jam. that scenario, you know? Yeah, yeah. No, it, that's what like, I like about it. It goes back to, goes back to the script. Yeah, real, like, real uh, 100%. sounding dialogue, you know, real sounding conversation. Yeah. Absolutely. No. Yeah, I like the, um, when he, when it's towards the end when Jesse Eisenberg says, let me take you someplace nice, and it cuts to him at McDonald's. McDonald's, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it's the subtle comedy stuff like that that really worked for me because you know i don't like, oh, yeah. I, I don't typically like comedies as you guys know but like comedy yeah. like this like really works for me like, it's just yeah. like it's it's funny shit you know like <laughs> that's mm-hmm. funny to me yo here hold yeah. my burger <laughs> what, what, what? Yeah. hold this here yeah. hold this and then he's holding a patty yeah he's literally just holding a patty yeah god yeah no there's a lot of that just like uh just it's funny kind of but like it, it it's it, it's comedy based on like uh, kind of something something like semi-serious I, I supposedly like there's like a weird setup to it i, I think going to the the vr porn one where where he like the he calls it yeah, Dude, at v- 23 minutes david foster Wallace predicts the future basically <laughs> literally what was his what was his quote do you ever written down spencer no, but I remember what it was. It was about how you know we're gonna get sucked into our TVs. There's gonna be VR porn. They're gonna be selling us stuff we don't need and don't want, but we're gonna feel like we need it because other people have it. I mean, this, the interview's in 1996, and he's just like saying things that are so prevalent in 2020. It's crazy. I mean, it, oh no, I mean, yeah, yeah, he has several monologues like that, you know. A ton. Yeah. He has yeah. like a ton of monologues like that that just like really hit like you know like a, culture. A solid, yeah like hit the nail on the head and so it, it, oh it, yeah exactly i mean yeah, like I mean, like we talked about before he's an intellectual guy like yeah it, it like scary intellectual it made me like want to have conversations like this you know where like mm-hmm. they're both writers and they're both like bouncing off of each other so like naturally but what they're talking about is so like it it, it felt it, it never felt like it, it was preaching to me but it felt like it was like elevated you know it, it, it was very informed um yes. uh, uh, it was very informed um statements that he was making exactly. especially just like even something like the the magazine quote where uh, he's talking about the girls in the uh, women yeah. in the magazine he's talking about uh they're pretty in a, a way that is not erotic because yeah. they don't look like anyone you know and i was like oh god you just dropped this right here in like a regular yeah. conversation but it, it really didn't sound like it, it just it just flowed it, it didn't sound out of place at all i love like, that quote I absolutely love that quote. Yeah. You can't yeah. imagine her like eating a burger. What was this? What yeah, did he say? A bologna sandwich. A bologna sandwich. Yeah. Bologna sandwich. Yeah. The bologna sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. love that shit. That's so good. That's such a good line. <laughs> I, I random. Thought, I, I thought the pop tart joke was was fucking hilarious. That's just, when just he has, when he's like, you want you want yeah, you want you want half my pop tart. It's my last one. <laughs> he's just asking like, no, I don't want your fucking, I don't want your pop tart. And, 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 and he just, and he's like, oh, God. he just breaks it in half, and he's like, eat the fucking pop tart. You know, he's like, he's like, it's good, right? <laughs> it's like, it's like, right? Yeah. He's yeah. had a pop tart before, you know. <laughs> Are you sure? That means just yeah. I'm sure he's had a pop tart. Who hasn't right? had a pop tart, honestly? 
That, that was the joke. Was that Jesse? It's like I'm like 30 years old. I don't want a pop tart. Side debate: What's the best yeah. pop tart flavor? Oh God, it depends. Uh, it was never really my thing. Oh my! Thing. All right, Jay, this I, conversation I think it depends. I think it depends. If you're eating it cold, it's got to be strawberry. But if 100%. you're gonna put it in a toaster, it's got to be something like the either the brown sugar cinnamon or the s'mores. We're on the same page, Gio. We're on the same yeah, page. Okay, we're good. All right, now, now that that's squashed, Spencer, the intellectual conversation is done. You can come back now. Wait, did you say you hadn't had, you hadn't had Pop-Tarts? He didn't. He just wasn't his thing. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I, while I respect that, I don't agree with it. You it's had no for, childhood. It, 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 it's for an intellectual palate. It is. For sure. it, it's for the Jason Siegel type. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, by the way, Aaron, I found the, uh, the quote we were just talking about. Um, what was it? When he, when he predicts the future. Let's see. Uh, yeah, let's see. I'll skip a. It's a monologue. Uh, yeah, it's a long so, piece. Yeah. As, so as the internet grows in the next 10, 15 years, and virtual reality pornography becomes a reality, we're gonna have to develop some real machinery inside our guts to turn off pure unalloyed pleasure. Or I don't know about you, I'm gonna have to leave the planet because the technology is just gonna get better and better, and it's gonna get easier and easier, and more and more convenient and more and more pleasurable to sit alone with images on a screen given to us by people who do not love us but want our money. And that's fine in low doses, but if that's the basic main staple of your diet, you're going to die. In a meaningful way, you're going to die. Yeah. That, that I forgot how hard that quote hits, because I watched this like two days ago. That, yeah. the, when he says, um, going to die. made by people that don't love you, that's scary to me. Because, yeah. I mean, if you money, think about oh, it, like, yeah. like, none of this shit is, like, made from, like, love, you know? Exactly. Yeah. Like I mean, pornography. No love not... pornography. Yeah. 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 It's twenty minutes in. We're at the beginning of the movie. And, yeah. You know, he's, he's just hitting you with these truth bombs already. Yeah. yeah. I, is that is that a quote by the actual David Foster Wallace or? Gotta be right. He, he yeah, based it mostly on that on that interview. Yeah. He's like the almost the entire thing. Well, yeah. It's the, I mean, they're credited like the book. The book is credited. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And he did. Credit. I think they only used the like the tapes. The actual tapes, like, really? just for the actors. Like, they just gave them to the, like, the actors and some of the crew. Does anyone know if this won anything for Oscars? Sadly. Wow. Yeah. But here's, uh, how I, here's how I stumbled across it. This was, before, uh, you know, I think we're all 15, 16 when this comes out. Yeah. And this is where I'm, like, I really like good movies, but I'm still kind of, like, getting into it. Um, and so I remember this was, like, one of the first times I read an article about, like, awards season. And... Mm -hmm really confused because it talked about like oscar buzz for jason siegel and i was like it's like august how could he have oscar buzz this movie doesn't come out for like four months um because i didn't know like how it worked at that point yeah but this I, mean, I always wanted to watch it and never got around to it so it's just always been like in the back of my mind about a movie i wanted to see um yeah I mean, in a stacked year like 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 that one, like the eightieth uh, Oscars, uh, I mean, it, it, they had they, they had Matt Damon in The Martian, Leo won for The Revenant, and then uh, <sighs> Michael Fassbender for Steve Jobs, Eddie Redmayne for The Danish Girl, and then Brian. Ke oh, Cranston The Danish Girl's Trumbo. amazing. Yeah, so it was it was a stacked year. That, that is uh, a but, stacked year. Um, it's fair though that that Jason Siegel got got the buzz because it was well deserved. I would, oh, I would say, you know, he's maybe, it's not probably for that year Oscar worthy, but it should have been, you know, Golden Globe for comedy. Um, I would have put him in there. For comedy? Yeah, Golden Globes. I think at least. Uh, we're counting The Martian as a comedy. I think 
We're counting the Martian, the Martian as a comedy? A comedy? That's how Matt Damon was nominated. You are kidding me. They were just trying to go for the easy one on that one. Okay, I haven't, to be fair, I haven't seen The Martian. It does not look like a comedy. <laughs> well, there's like some there's some funny lines. Okay, stuff. yeah, there's but like, it's witty dialogue, I suppose. But like, it can be. I think they were just trying to go for that easy win. You know, once you have like oh, yeah. some Ridley like Scott does not direct comedies. <laughs> you know, yes, that's there. You go. Well, Thelma and Louise. I guess Thelma and Louise. Guess, there's some comedic aspects in Thelma and Louise. Yeah. This is, I haven't seen that movie in a long time. I need to watch that again. We haven't talked about... And I totally forgot who the composer was, but the score was so good. And oh. I, it was so good. And then at the end, I was like, who did that? And I looked at it, I was like, oh, Danny Elfman. Yeah, it's Danny Elfman has... like If, if you're going to guess like who composed a movie and you don't know who it is and you're like, oh, that's a good score, it was Danny Elfman. Yeah, you, he does yeah with, any, with any other... With any other... Film composer, you probably have like maybe like what a five percent chance of getting it right. If you choose, if you pick Dan, Danny Elfman, you have like a fifty percent shot. At, of, at least fifty shot of, of of guessing it right. And if you guess Danny Elfman or Hans Zimmer, you have like at least like an eighty five percent chance. Yeah, you have an eighty five. If it's a superhero movie, you need to be guessing Hans Zimmer. Okay, no come on, he's done. Uh, he's done good stuff. He's doing Doom, dude. Come on. <laughs> yeah, he he does. He's doing good shit. Good Interstellar. Hans, to be fair, Hans Zimmer is probably my favorite composer. Yeah, Hansom is a fucking animal, goddamn beast. Jeez. Yeah, he's he's amazing. He's he's a genius. That that Hans Zimmer. Yeah. No. Let's talk. I want to talk about some of the uh, those more tense moments. Uh, Forty minutes in, when they're on the plane, and this was really awkward, but because it, it's like a f- nice free flowing conversation, um, where Jason Segel, his character, he's talking <laughs> something related to some weird story, and then yeah, like in college, I think. Yeah. So it's like, so was this when you were put on Suicide Watch? That was like the that came out of nowhere. To be honest, they didn't even set that up ever before, like in before in that film, like at all. Well, they, I think well, they said how he died. I think they. Yeah, at the be- very beginning, they say that he committed suicide, and then that's what Jesse Eisenberg. I could have. Yeah, I was. I missed that the whole movie because I did. I, I I knew he died, obviously, but like, I I think I just missed them. Hmm. Like I thought they just didn't say how he died. You know, I missed that. I mean, I liked it. I mean, I like that he wasn't, like, overtly depressed, because that's one thing that really pisses me off in, like, a movie about, like, depression or, like, like a, you know, suicide, where it's like, oh, this character's just fucking massively depressed all the time. No, he was having, like, a good time with Jesse Eisenberg, yeah. and he loved yeah. his dogs and shit. Uh-huh. Like, that, that, that's one thing that... What was that, Spencer? I, I'm saying you could, you could see it, like, they were showing it in more subtle ways, just how he exactly. had the issues, yeah. and he didn't feel like he fit in, or he felt bad. Mm-hmm pressure on himself like they were showing it in more subtle ways it was it was perfect yeah i i definitely agree it, it, this is a this is a really good example of a movie that treats like depression like how it is you know it's not like glorified or anything like that it's this guy is just depressed that's it and that's not his character this character just happens to be depressed his whole character isn't being depressed and suicidal yeah yeah, yeah. And like another another tense one, it was hour twenty minutes in, uh, the heroin rumor conversation. That was yeah. oh yeah, kind of snapped. Yeah, um, but that was so well done. And when he when he's talking about you just want the story, you want something scandalous. I am an addict. I'm addicted to television. But that's not something you want to write about because it's not that's something sexy. Yeah, heroin, which isn't even true. You want to talk about alcohol. I haven't had a drink in ten years. And it was just so good. It was yep. so good. Yeah. Absolutely excellent. 
great, fantastic script, fantastic. Oh yeah, this is like uh, one of the best scripts I've I've watched in a long time or watched being made, and and I cannot believe this was not for adapted because like we talked about, like there was a lot of movies this year that were like good, like but The Revenant that's not gonna win for script, you know? It better not. <laughs> I don't even remember what was like uh, particularly good for script wise that year, but I mean. There were some good films. Like, don't get me wrong. I love The Revenant. I mean, my favorite cinematographer shot that. So, you know, I'm I, I'm I'm a big fan. But this is like such a different beast. You know, we talked about Steve Jobs. Uh, uh like honestly, uh, this is way better than Steve Jobs in my mind. Even script wise. Like, I'm sorry, it's Aaron Sorkin, but come on. Um, I'm pretty sure that uh, Steve Jobs was Oscar nominated for a screenplay. Yeah, oh, definitely. Uh, was that that's for adapted though, right? It was it was not the book. No, it, no, it actually wasn't nominated for screenplay that year. Really? Uh, either adapted or original. An Aaron Sorkin uh, movie that's wow. Not yeah, it not was, nominated. It was not nominated. Yeah, uh, it, it was nominated for best picture. Uh, that's surprising. Actually, not 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 best picture. Sorry, um, just best actor as as far as I'm seeing right now. But yeah, it fair. wasn't it wasn't nominated for adapted or original screenplay. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, it, it was not. It, it definitely had some room. It had it, it, the, you had room to put jobs in, in original or adapted for this uh, end end of tour and adapted. I yeah, would like the, to see was, this more than jobs. Well, okay, there was a couple of these that could have gotten knocked off. Not gonna lie. But you do you have a list in front of you, Gio? You want to read them real quick? What? Do you have the list in front oh, of you? The original or the or the adapted? Uh, just uh, adapted for sake for the sake adapted. of this movie. Uh, okay. Uh, well, um, I'll just read the ones that didn't get uh, that didn't win first. Uh, the room, uh, the room by Anna Donahue. That was mm, the one yeah. with Brie Larson. Uh, the Martian, of course. Uh, mm. you got Carol. This one by one called Carol, directed by Do- Todd Haynes. I haven't. Oh haven't yeah. Seen it. I, I've heard of it. I haven't seen it. Yeah, yeah. Period piece. Um, huh. there's one called Brooklyn. Uh, a romantic drama directed by John Crowley. I haven't seen it personally. Oh uh, yeah, Shrava Roman or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then we have um, uh, what is it called? Adam McKay's The Big Short. Okay, is, The Room. Uh, Come on, man. Like, listen, I like that movie, it. but the uh, The Big Short and Martian should for sure be in there. But yeah, you could definitely put. You could knock off everything else. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, you could have made some space. Oh, yeah, I, 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 I'll give respect to Brooklyn and Carol. Benefit of the doubt because I haven't yeah, seen them. Yeah, exactly. But, yeah. but, but the room could definitely be knocked off. Honestly, like that that movie's good, but it's a solid like five, six out of ten in my opinion. Isn't that the one that um Brie Larson? Uh, she won, won, won for that. Yeah. No, she, she did not. That. I'm pretty sure she won. I can scroll to this right now. Yeah, let, let's let's see it. Hold up, hold up. I got, I got it, I got it. I got it. No, it's right. Oh, you got it. it. Right, yeah, right. she won. She won. Are you kidding? Oh my god. She won. Yeah, Gorgeous. she won. Really I, I'll be honest. I mean, her performance. It wasn't even a particularly stacked year, though. So. Her, her performance, like, and that was good while she was in like the the actual like bunker and I guess the room. Mm-hmm. But after she got out of the room, I thought her performance was kind of not great. <laughs> I don't know what happened, but I mean the kid is what is so so in it. It's the kid from uh yeah, it's Spencer. It's for the kid from Good Boys. Yeah, Jacob Tremblay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he he's, he's serviceable in it, but nothing to like write home about. Uh, honestly, that movie is just like average in my opinion. Yeah, Room was getting heavy nominated though. I can see it in the oh yeah, of course. Slots. Who's the director of that? Geo, do you got it up? 
Uh, yeah, it was um, what is it called? Uh, uh, Lenny Abrahamson. Right, right, right. Lenny Abrahamson. Yeah. I'd say I'm familiar with his work. I I, I definitely wasn't because I remember I watched I was watching it. I'm like, who directed this? And then I looked up. I'm like, no idea who that is. Yeah. Well, for, oh, if I, uh, I guess since we're off track here, um, what is it called? I didn't know that the Big Short was um produced by Brad Pitt. Yeah, of course, dude. Literally, fucking. He's in it. Just it, it just continues the narrative. Is it is it Wait, is, is it, it Plan B? The yeah, production yeah, studio for it? it. Uh, is it Plan B? Um, I would assume so. That Brad Pitt's producing it, unless he's doing it solo. Well, he's in it. Yeah, no, he's in it, but he also produced it. But uh, nice. That uh, that was just like uh, big. It's just comedy to me. Uh, yeah, Plan B, Plan B was was one of the two production. Nice. <laughs> I thought, uh, so. Side note: I love at the Oscars when everyone's thanking like everyone you know when they're up there and they thank Plan B because I just think of the uh, contraceptive. I'm like, yep, got gotten you out of a couple jams there, huh? There we go. <laughs> Hilarious. I love it. <laughs> it makes yeah. me chuckle every time. Comedy. Yeah. No. But uh. But yeah. Overall, this film was just absolutely superb those last uh those last scene, couple few scenes were just like ugh, an emo- emotional <laughs> roller coaster i mean just perfect pitch perfect that was, yeah such a smooth transition um in that final like 10 minutes when it's um jason siegel talking to jesse eisenberg and then it goes right back to present time and it's the show yeah. tape recorder that he's listening to mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Beautiful transition it was so good. Yeah, I'm really glad that they didn't overuse that, like going back and forth in times. Like, uh, like, oh they, yeah, they, they they used it just enough, and I, I think if they used it anymore, it kind of would have broken like the rhythm, and it would have been a little annoying. But yeah, I think they used it just enough. I think they only used it like three times, like in the beginning, maybe one in the middle, uh, and then like at the end. Did they use uh, it in the I middle? Remember. I don't even think they used it in the middle. Yeah, I think there was at least one in the middle, at least. At okay. least they, I, I I can call that. I can't say I remember it, but yeah, I don't remember it either. Yeah, yeah, no. But, uh... I also like the uh, the mid credit scene. That was really nice. Um... Mid credit scene. Oh shit! I didn't make it. For did you guys idea. dip before? Yeah, the I dipped. I did. I didn't. Yeah, I did. I didn't exactly expect there to be a fucking. Oh shit! <laughs> I'll tell you what it was because it was. And, yeah, if you're listening to this and you watch the movie, don't dip before the mid credit scene. All right, take it. Well, fuck! Don't be like uh-huh. me and you. Uh, what it was is um it was do you remember the scene in the beginning um when they first meet and jesse asberg tries to chew in tobacco he's like i need to go to the bathroom yeah. and he goes in the bathroom Larry the, yeah the mid credit scene is jason siegel talking into the tape recorder while he's gone oh and wow oh it's it's really nice he's just like in in the kitchen he's like it's just me talking to your tape recorder chilling okay. with the dogs like he's just kind of like That's joking awesome. around a quick like 20 25 second scene oh, uh, that's nice. it was really nice it was a great and i liked it i liked it yeah does that mean there's yeah. gonna be the the end of the tour too like a marble stinger <laughs> the sequel? The yeah squeakle. the squeakle yes okay we we have to do one of these on the alvin and the chipmunks like quadrilogy right i'm glad gonna be we're gonna torture spencer me and Gior. <laughs> yeah. the other thing i really liked um it's mostly just Jason Segel and Jesse Eisenberg, but two two quality supporting actors here. Um, Ron Livingston, really good TV actor who's also in Office Space, um, just a character actor who shows up a lot. He has one scene, and he's a really good actor. And he has one scene. He's Jesse Eisenberg's boss, 
where he's like, okay, there better be a story here. And that's it. Like he was probably on set for a few hours and that was it. Yep. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You know what? This, yeah, this movie, like it definitely did not, this splurged on its, on its, uh, on its supporting actors because the, the two girls that like are, are, are um, that we see in the, in the later half of the, of the film, the, uh, one of them is Meryl Streep's daughter. And then the other one is Sting's daughter. <laughs> really? Which is, which is a very fun fact. Yeah, I don't know why they got them to specifically. That was a requirement. Yeah. And and also we cannot uh, miss out on uh, Joan Cusack. Uh, oh you know, yeah, of course. Of the course. the principal from uh, School of Rock. The true greatest Cusack. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> we don't speak on the other. Yep. John Cusack's a good actor. Out of our minds. Okay, let's talk about Seventeen again. Okay, buddy. We'll, let's, not, let's not bring up. All right, let's, let's not get too far away. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to spark this heated debate by bringing up the principal from uh, School of Rock. John, John Cusack is one of my dad's favorite actors. Really? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> uh, we'll talk about that some other time. That's Definitely. Another, that's another day. But yeah, honestly, uh, also, because after I watched it, I was I wanted to look at Jesse Eisenberg's filmography to see where this stacked up and what a career this guy has. Like it's honestly just a ton of really, really good indie movies. And then with the exception of, you know, the DC universe, some solid franchises, you know, it was Zombieland and the Now You See Me trilogy or two movies or whatever. Yeah. yeah. He's making he's, really good career calls. And he's yeah, going to be in that new one. Uh, what's it called? Um, oh God. The, uh, the neighborhood, the vivarium one or whatever. Yeah, the neighborhood. Yeah, something like that. Vivarium. Yeah, vivarium. Yeah, yeah. With uh, what's her face from um, what uh, what was she from? Oh, God, what was she in? Um, I got it. I got it. You, you got Spencer. It? Spencer's got it. I'm looking. I'm looking it up. I'm doing. I'm right. working. I'm, I'm glad that we've all we're all looking up stuff this one. <laughs> yeah. Well, we keep on referencing things that we actually don't know for a fact. <laughs> That's very true. <laughs> Uh, yeah, uh, Imug and Poots, Gia, that's who you're talking about. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She, Oh, she was in The Art of Self-Defense, too, yeah. She was. Was she really? Yeah. Who was she yeah, in that? Yeah. Was she the girl? Yeah, she yeah. was the only girl. Yeah, the, the, Got the, it. the one that was like the, yeah. I respect it. He's awesome. Jason Stegall, on the other hand, um, has not done much. I feel like whenever I talk about him, I have to mention 2008 comedy Forgetting Sarah Marshall, which he wrote. Oh, yeah, this is like biggest film, though, I think. Yeah. Is that solid? I haven't seen it. Which is like low-key sad because it was like it was part of the like Russell Brand, you know, uh, push, hard push, like those in those like two years of like '08 through 2010. Fun fact: I watched Forgetting Sarah Marshall on my iPhone 4 in my garage. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god! What? You weren't allowed to watch it on the TV. It's a long it. story. It's a long story. I'll, okay, but I kind of want to hear this story though. Like, <laughs> I, get, I, I had downloaded it for a plane trip, and then I getting I didn't get to use it because we were on limited data. And my brother used up all the data, so I didn't watch it until I got home. But I only had it on my phone, um, and so nice. I and mini spoiler alert for for getting Star Marshall. Uh, there is a scene in that movie where Jason Siegel does full frontal nudity for a few minutes. Uh-huh. What? With my mom. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so awkward. Really? Comedy, yeah. Comedy Respect. <laughs> Comedic genius. Yeah, no, Jason Siegel. I mean, honestly, uh, honestly, just uh, off the top of the dome, I think this and Freaks and Geeks are probably like the two things that, are, that would be at the top of my list for his, what he's yeah. done. Totally forgot that he was in Freaks and Geeks for a minute. 
completely yeah, didn't cross my mind. Fucking First love that all, show. That's a legendary cast. Okay, we yeah. got we got to we got to do a whole episode on that show, right? Like, like we all rewatch it yeah, and do an episode. Nice, special. Do that in a heartbeat. Be a special. Yeah, he's just not doing it. Jason Segel's just not doing it. That lot. sucks, man. He was great yeah. in this. This is the first uh, time. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. Like a hot, he, well, not hot streak. I won't say it wasn't like, <laughs> but, uh, but uh, he was definitely doing a lot in like like that year, those years between like 08 and like 2011. Yeah. I'd say maybe 12. Oh, when he was one of Judd Apatow's go-to's. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> wasn't, and now he's not doing anything. Yeah. 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 Um. All right, but to wrap it up, we'll get to our general thoughts here. I'll kick it off. Um. Loved it. I think this is a super underrated movie. It's an underrated A24 movie. Mm-hmm. Sub- superb acting. It's so good. Um, just a very like pleasant, pleasant, intimate movie um, with a great poster. By the way, I love the poster. Yeah, great poster. Yeah, simple but fa- but simple but powerful. Um, I would definitely recommend it. It's on Netflix right now. Uh, if you're listening to this, go check out uh, the end of the tour. Gio, you want to go next? Aaron, I'll wrap it up. Aaron, final thought. I'll go after you. Okay, fair enough. All right. Um, so for this, I I think that this is one of those movies where it's not particularly something that I'm gonna you know be throwing on my top ten list. Uh, for me personally, but I I wouldn't blame any of them, anyone for uh, you know, thinking that this movie is like uh really good. I mean, I I definitely think it's great. Uh, I think it, it, if it had been shot a little bit better, I think I would have liked it a little more. I think you guys know that I'm more of a technical guy when it comes to stuff. Uh, but that being said, absolutely loved the script. Absolutely loved all the performances. I think this has, like, some of the best, like, one-liners. I think we talked about enough of them. Uh, and then with, like, the subtle, like, hints of comedy everywhere that really work for me more than, like, just an outright comedy. Uh, yeah, this is just an excellent film. Uh, and if I had to give it, like, an out of ten rating, I'd give it, like, seven, eight, somewhere in between. That's fair. Yeah, that's yeah. good. Yeah, yeah, no, this is a this is a fantastic film. Definitely, uh, definitely, uh, just a just a nice a nice breezy film. Nothing. Uh, it's not going to win any awards, uh, as as seen by the as demonstrated by the Oscars. But um, but yeah, it's just a, a fantastic character driven movie. You can learn a lot from this, especially screenwriters. Uh, they learn a lot from the script, especially from for writing good conversation. I think this is like almost a little bit of a master class in that uh in that regard and uh yeah it's just a superb film uh nothing too pretty to look at but uh but i guess that matches the awkward tone uh throughout so i i, I think i'd give this a, at least uh, like a, a high seven a low eight uh, respectable respectable yeah all right everybody that is our episode on the end of the tour starring jesse eisenberg and jason siegel um as you can see consensus great movie check it out um hope you enjoyed our episode and thank you for listening thank you guys there you go boom boom <laughs> <laughs>